We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, November the 18th, 2020. On today's show, you know, guys, the most popular topic of conversation of late is who is going to be the next head coach at the University of South Carolina? Well, I'm putting my own spin on it. Everybody's got their short list of who they want to see be head coach, and we've all seen the similar names out there, from Hugh Freeze to Billy Napier to Jamie Chadwell, and the list goes on and on. I'm going to give you guys and put my own personal spin, my own Gamecock spin on it, my top five alumni I would like to see as the next head coach at the University of South Carolina. Also, I'll give you guys some honorable mentions, guys I'd love to see on staff and involved in some capacity at the University of South Carolina as we continue to evolve in this conversation of who will be the Gamecocks' next head football coach. Also, we are talking gambling. It's Wednesday. Best bet for South Carolina, Missouri. And, of course, SEC gambling picks as we've got a packed slate of games this weekend of the SEC. Before we get into everything, this is a broadcast to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company, by the way. They are a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op, which means their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just as invested in the success of the project as you are. Guys, they have dedicated professional crew members and they offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They were founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni, guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They offer 20 years of project management and moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, if you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina and you have any moving needs, contact my friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group and, of course, their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. Guys, again, for all of your moving needs, we all know moving can be a complete pain in the ass from losing things to breaking things to you really just don't want to do it. I mean, the moving process is a strenuous one at that. The guys over at Upstate Movers Group, they're going to make your life so much easier, so much simpler, Make sure to hire them, like I said, whether you're in the upstate or in the state of South Carolina. If you're hearing the sound of my voice and you are moving in the near future, Upstate Movers Group is the way to go. So, again, you can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. And be sure to check them out on their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That is upstatemoversgroup.com. The show is also brought to you by our friends over at Southern Oaks 
Remodeling, guys. Southern Oaks Remodeling, locally and family-owned. Over 15 years of experience. They specialize in roofing, windows, doors, siding, and additions, and they're serving the greater Columbia area, guys. Also founded by Gamecocks, a Gamecock-owned small business. You can check them out on social media. They're on Instagram, on Facebook. Of course, their website, and give them a call, 803-899-0284. That's 803-899-0284. Guys, again, we're coming up on the holiday season, right? This is the perfect time of year to take care of whatever special project it is. Hey, maybe for the for the wife or the husband, you're getting a part of the house remodeled or whatever it may be. If you're in the Columbia area and really across the state of South Carolina, Southern Oaks Remodeling is the way to go. I've had the pleasure to meet with them and speak with them. And honestly, whenever you're getting remodeling done, they are fantastic people, and that's what really what really sets them apart from their competition because we all know it is a personal experience. You're bringing someone in your home. It's a process. You're explaining them exactly what you want. I mean, it's a long process, if you will. Southern Oaks Remodeling is going to make that as simple and as easy for you. And hey, you know what they're doing. Over 15 years of experience. Again, they can do it all. Roofing, windows, doors, siding, additions, locally and family owned. And that's really what stands out to me is you feel that when you speak to them. And oh, by the way, guys, like I said, a Gamecock owned small business. So again, that's Southern Oaks Remodeling, Southern Oaks Remodeling on social media, Instagram, Facebook, their website, of course. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out to them. That's Southern Oaks Remodeling. Give them a call. 803-899-0284. That's 803-899-0284. And tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. I'm Chris Phillips, Joseph the Spurs Up Show as always. Appreciate you all tuning in. We have got a packed show, got a lot to talk about here on a Wednesday, guys. I'll tell you what, man, the last 48, 72 plus hours has been absolute madness. I do want to say first things first, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for all the support, the love this week, for consuming the content, sharing the content. I mean, it has been wild, obviously. I feel like it's content overload this week, and I guess that's what happens when uh, when you fire your head coach and you begin to search for a new head football coach. Man, it has been a wild week. It's been crazy. And again, I appreciate you guys' love, support, consuming the content. You guys are what make this thing roll. So thank you so much for the love. Been a great week for me. I hope it's been a great week for you as well. Again, again as we sit here on a Wednesday, whether you're in the office, you're on the commute home or the commute to the job, guys, hope you're all having a fantastic day. I love the weather, by the way. It's cooled off a little bit, a little bit, little bit of briskness in the air. Christmas slowly keep getting here. I know Thanksgiving, just a few weeks away. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. This year has flown by, and I know we'll all be happy to see 2020 go away, right? Get us to 2021. Just get us to something else that's, uh, <laughs> that's not 2020. So, again, Appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope you're all doing well here on this Wednesday, guys. We have got a lot to get into. Like I said in the intro, you know, the coaching search, right? That is the number one thing everyone wants to talk about. We're seeing candidates thrown out left and right. And we're, you know, we're just seeing, um, 
you know, all kinds of things, all kinds of names being thrown out, some realistic, some unrealistic, some funny, some not so funny. I mean, it, it really just depends um, who you talk to and, and who you speak to and what you look at, what you read, what you listen to, whatever. And so the, the coaching candidate list, if you will, and the short list of names, and you, and you take a look, um, one of the gambling sites, I forget exactly who it was, they released – the Vegas odds of the next head coach at South Carolina. It was via Odd Shark. Okay. So these this is this is the usual list. These are the usual suspects you're seeing right now. Billy Napier, Hugh Freeze, Shane Beamer, Jamie Chadwell, Luke Fickle. So, and those are kind of the names that everybody's circulating right now. I've seen some people say Brent Venables and Tony Elliott and whatever. The short list for everyone seems to be pretty similar. As I'm sure you guys have seen the last couple of days on social media, and, and the thing that I've actually liked seeing a lot. Former Gamecock alums and former Gamecocks, former Gamecock players have been very, very vocal. And I'm excited to say as well, I'll be having those guys on my show to get an idea with them. Hey, what do you guys want to see as the, as the next head coach at South Carolina? I think it's really, really important, again, to respect your alumni and to, you know, the guys that built this program and set the standard and want to see South Carolina get back to that standard. I think it's very important to get their feedback and, and their impact and everything, get their input. But I thought it would be really fun, again, to kind of go away, cut off of that mold, go, go, off, of the, uh, go off the beaten path, if you will. Um, march the beat of our own drum. You know we do that here on the Spurs Up Show. March the beat of our own drum. And instead of giving you guys the, the usual suspects, if you will, I'm going to talk about my top five South Carolina alumni that I – would like to see as the head coach of the University of South Carolina. And again, I'm giving you my top five. I'm also going to give honorable mentions to some guys that I would like to see on staff and involved in some capacity. Um, but I am going to give you guys my top five. My top five alumni I'd like to see as head coach. Again, whether these are realistic, whether they're unrealistic, whatever. I think it's fun and good conversation to have because you know what? Tory Gurley has become a really, really good buddy of mine. He's obviously been on the show before. We've had a lot of social media banter back and forth. And one of my favorite things he ever says is, it takes a Gamecock to know a Gamecock. It takes a Gamecock to know a Gamecock. And I think there's a lot of value. There could be a lot of value in bringing in someone who understands that, who understands that standard they set back when Steve Spurrier was the head coach, who understands what it means to come to South Carolina and play with a chip on your shoulder and be kind of the, maybe that afterthought and prove people wrong and, and try to do what's never been done before. So I wanted to do that. We're going to go ahead and dive into it. Top five alumni I would like to see as head coach. I'm going to go down five through one. We're going to start at number five. Number five. And you guys probably haven't heard this name in a long, long time. And you may not even recognize this name because he didn't play a ton at South Carolina, but is a guy that's actually gone on to have a really, really good coaching career. And that is former Gamecocks quarterback and current offensive coordinator at South Carolina State, Bennett Swigert. Bennett Swigert's a guy, again, if you're a South Carolina fan, it was a diehard back in the early 2000s. He was at South Carolina from 2002 until 2006. Again, did not play a ton, um, did not play a ton for South Carolina. It was a two-star commit in the class of 2002 
from Somerville, South Carolina. But again, he's had a really good coaching career. Was at Newberry, now at South Carolina State. Again, he's an offensive mind, so you like that. He's got ties to the state of South Carolina, has coached in the state of South Carolina. Hey, I figure why not? Again, he checks all the boxes for me as far as offensive mind, younger dude, relentless recruiter. I think it's somebody you could give a look as far as for the head coaching position. Number four, and as you can tell, I'm going to kind of roll through these because we got a lot to get into in today's show. Um, number four for me, and this guy did play a lot for South Carolina, and this guy had a major impact for the Gamecocks across the offensive line, and he's now currently coaching in the NFL, and he actually coached for South Carolina for a year, and that is Travell Wharton. Travell Wharton for me, number four. He's currently the Redskins offensive line coach, followed Ron Rivera to Washington. He was actually the offensive line coach at South Carolina in 2015, a guy who I've had on my show, an awesome dude. I think he would be a great fit at South Carolina. Again, a guy that really understands what it means to be a Gamecock. Played again in those early to mid-2000s teams. Was a really, really good player for South Carolina. And again, has that NFL experience. Understands. I think he's a guy that could go go uh, go find a really, really good OC, a good DC, and again, understands what it means to be a Gamecock. Has seen this South Carolina program in all phases. I mean, again, like I said, the offensive line coach in 2015. So he's seen it at its highest points, at its lowest points. I think he's a guy that could be a great fit. Now, number three, and this is where the names are going to start getting real familiar <laughs> to South Carolina fans. And he blew up social media on Tuesday, and I was like, you know what? I got to throw him in this top five list. I, I can't have a list without throwing him in this list. But if you want to get really crazy and go with a guy, hey, let me put it to you this way, guys. If Joe Brady, right, if Joe Brady is a legitimate candidate for the job, and I think people have thrown his name out there and said how much they love to have him as head coach. If Joe Brady's a candidate, then who I'm about to tell you guys as my third top five alumni I'd like to see as a head coach at South Carolina should 100% be a candidate. He's a guy that is the epitome of a winner. He's a guy who words can't describe the impact he's had on the University of South Carolina. He did have and continues to have. And again, listening to, listening to him speak at the Tuesday presser was like a dream come true. And I'm talking about Connor Shaw, the winningest quarterback in school history. Hear me out. I know it sounds crazy. Doesn't have a ton of coaching experience. Served as, I think, a tight ends coach at Furman, I think it was. He's been on staff with South Carolina under Will Muschamp as far as player development, really more behind the scenes, has now just been promoted to quarterbacks coach. Would that be the craziest thing in the world if South Carolina were to hire Connor Shaw as the full-time head coach? Yes, he's a young guy. He's never been a head coach before. I think if he could surround himself with the right assistants, I think that would be the key thing. You got to find the right assistants. And you can ask anybody. I mean, any great coach, they got to have great assistants. You have to. But... Dude, just as far as, I mean, you guys heard his presser Tuesday. You heard you heard his presser yesterday. Just as far as the a guy that is going to have his team ready to play and play and hold up to the standard of Gamecock football, there'd be no one better. There'd be nobody better that you could find than Connor Shaw, who would embody everything South Carolina fans would want in their head coach. I mean, again, the guy's a winner. Say what you want about him, whatever. He is a winner at the end of the day. And you know he would hold his players accountable, 
and you know he would recruit to South Carolina with such an incredible passion. You heard that again in yesterday's presser, the passion he has for the university. It's, it's unmatched. It's unparalleled. So I think Connor Shaw, again, as crazy as it may sound, what a splash it would be. And it would be a hire that I certainly think all of Gamecock Nation could get behind. Number two for me, we're talking top five Gamecocks alumni I'd like to see as the head coach. Number two, and I think this one would be a, a home run. I think this would be a slam dunk. I think it would be an awesome hire. And I know what you guys are going to say. I know what the rebuttal is going to be. But number two for me is Deuce Staley. And yes, I know everyone says he doesn't have a degree. He can't be the head coach. Who the hell made that rule? Like, who, who made that rule? That's a stupid rule. I don't understand it. There has to be a way to get around that or change that rule. But either way, these are hypotheticals, so I'm going to put who I want. Number two for me, Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley has had a phenomenal career in the NFL with the Eagles. He served as as the running backs coach since, I think, 2013. He's now the assistant head coach for the Eagles. And again, that valuable experience in the NFL is only going to help you. Obviously, an offensive guy was a fantastic running back for the Gamecocks in the late 90s. I think that would be an awesome hire, man. I think he'd bring in an, 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 an energy and enthusiasm and intensity. I think Deuce Staley would be a phenomenal hire for the University of South Carolina. And my number one, number one out of the top five alumni I'd like to see as the head coach of the Gamecocks. And you know what? He's probably going to hate me putting him here, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And he's a guy I went on his show, and he is a proud Gamecock alumni. He is one of those guys who has a play named after him. And there's not many of those guys. That's pretty impressive. And he's a guy that I know this would be his dream job. And again, if you, I'm sorry, Eric, if you hate me putting you here at the top of this list, so be it. But I'm going to do it. And again, I know this would be his dream job. There would be nobody that would coach this position more passionately and would, would – come to work every day feeling so thankful and blessed and excited at the opportunity to have this job. And that is Eric Kimry, former Gamecocks quarterback, Eric Kimry, the head coach right now at Hammond has obviously coached players like Boogie Huntley and Jordan Birch, who are currently on the Gamecocks roster, um, but has been at Hammond for a while now has won a lot of football games. They're actually playing for a state title this weekend at Charleston Southern stadium. So coach Kimry, good luck at that as well. But, uh, man, I think Eric Kimry would be a really, really cool hire. I think it would be awesome. A guy that played quarterback, I've been able to – I've had the opportunity, like I said, to go on his show to talk X's and O's, to listen to Coach Kimry talk X's and O's. And Eric Kimry knows what the hell he's talking about, folks. You listen to this man talk offense, he absolutely knows the ins and outs. He understands the game. And I think he understands what South kind of needs to get them back to what they were earlier in the decade. So I think Eric Kimry would be an awesome hire. Again, checks all the boxes, a younger dude, offensive-minded guy. I think he would vigorously recruit, um, very likable guy. But again, I think a hard-nosed head coach I think would get South Carolina back on track. So again, my top five alumni that I'd like to see as head coach at the University of South Carolina, number one, Eric Kimry, number two, Deuce Staley, number three, Connor Shaw, number four, Travell Wharton, and number five, Bennett Swiger. Now, I do want to talk a couple honorable mentions because, again, I only had five slots. Um, only had five slots. And the guys in my honorable mentions, too, I'm not sure all of them I'd say I'd want to be the head coach, 
but I would love to see involved in this program in some capacity. And that goes for all the guys I even named, too, if they're not named the head coach. Because let's face it, most likely none of them will be, right? South Carolina will probably go with one of the popular names right now amongst the list of candidates. But the entire reason, like I said at the beginning of the show, that I'm doing this is because I think it's so important. And I went on a little bit of a rant on Twitter about this. I think it's so important to have your former players involved. I really, really do, man. This next head coach needs to have their blessing. You know, you need to get those guys in the building because, you know, we're really not going to expand on this on the show today. I I may talk about it here in a second, actually, but I think what you've seen in the last 24, 48, 72 hours, the standard's gotten lost somewhere. And I've had multiple, and I mean multiple, former players tell me that on my show. I mean, heck, you guys heard DJ Swearinger say it loud and clear. Aldrich Fordham, our interview tomorrow, he said the exact same thing as well. The standard got lost. And I think getting some Gamecock blood back in the building could help get that standard back to what it needs to be. Get our guys in the building. So if that's what it takes, do it. That's my whole point of doing this. But again, let's move to these honorable mentions, guys. I'd love to see involved with the program in some role, whether that's a a position coach, a coordinator role, whatever it may be. Um, honorable mentions goes as this. Steven Garcia, uh, you got to come on. That, that's that got to be one. He's run – I mean, the dude's literally training quarterbacks right now down in Florida. Shout out, Steven, if you're tuned in. Um, the dude, as many jokes as we make, as, as, as much fun as it is a joke on social media and Twitter and all that stuff, the dude has literally got his own quarterback academy. He's literally coaching quarterbacks down in Tampa. What a hire it would be. What an incredible hire to bring him into coach quarterbacks. Savelle Newton, a guy who I've had on my show. Savelle, listen, the message I think isn't always delivered the way fans would like it to be, but Savelle loves the USC program, and I think he would be a good addition. Jason Barnes, by the way, is a guy that I don't think is talked about nearly enough to come coach wide receivers. Hey, guess what? He developed J- Jalen Hyatt, who's currently at Tennessee right now, who's been balling out this year. I think a guy, again, had a, had a solid career at South Carolina. I'm not as decorated as some of the other guys, but a guy who I think would be an awesome addition to South Carolina as far as coaching wideouts are concerned. Marcus Lattimore is a guy that comes to mind. Of course, of course, we got to talk about Marcus Lattimore coaching running backs. And again, I know he's doing his own thing. He's on his own path. That's all great, fine and dandy. I doubt he would actually come back and take the job. But man, how awesome would it be to have Marcus Coaching running. Hey, there's other guys out there too that are coaching. I think a Cliff Matthews, who I believe is coaching at Georgia State right now, if I'm served correctly. I think that's correct. Um, you know, Cliff Matthews is coaching. There are a lot of, you know, Ace Sanders is doing his own individual work with people. There are a lot of former Gamecocks out there, guys, who are coaching, who I think could be great additions to the program. And again, not every coach can be a South Carolina guy, right? I totally understand that. Um, Rod Wilson, another one. Rod Wilson, who played linebacker, who's currently on staff. Keep him on staff. I think that would be a great one. But again, of course, you can't have every position coach be a, form, a Gamecock alum, right? That's just not probably not realistic. But again, the whole reason to be doing this, and my whole point is this. This next hire is so important. It's so important, okay? And you, we've got to get South Carolina back to the standard of Winning six or seven games and winning a bowl game, that who gives a damn, bro? It's not good enough. The goal is to get to Atlanta, and if you fell short of that, you didn't have a great year. 
I'm not saying beat yourself up if you go win eight or nine games in a bowl game, because guess what? South Carolina didn't get to Atlanta 11 to 13. They didn't. It didn't mean they didn't celebrate their victories, but everybody in the building understood that was the ultimate goal. The goal was to get to Atlanta and win the SEC title. That was the standard that was set to be dominant, like DJ Swearinger said. So that's the whole reasoning behind this. And again, I, I wanted to break free from the mold. Everybody's just talking about these, these five candidates or whatever. I think it'd be awesome to get some Gamecock blood back in the building. So again, that's my top five alumni. That's my honorable mentions. Let's find a way to make it happen. Bob Castlin, Ray Tanner, whoever else, find a way to get our dudes in the building. Because again, especially if you're not going to hire any of these guys, you need to get these guys blessing. That's what you need to do. When you're vetting this next coach, when you're interviewing him, you need these guys blessing. Because you need to make sure you're bringing in a guy. I don't give a, I, I don't give a damn if he's likable. I don't give a damn if he's nice. Okay? That's not, the, that's not in the job description. You know what is in the job description, though? Winning games. Winning games is in the job description. Make sure you find a guy that's going to come in and set that culture and set that standard. I think he's out there. I think you can find him. But that's why this vetting process and this interview process will be so important for South Carolina. So, again, that's my top five alumni. That's my honorable mentions. Let's talk about also what happened on late Monday and Tuesday afternoon. And, boy, the opt-outs have hit South Carolina very hard. Um, as you guys know by now, obviously, J.C. Horn and Israel McQuamu both opting out along with R.J. Roderick and Makia Scott. Listen, I, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this because I, I've really already given my thoughts and my comments on it. But, you know, guys, I'll tell you this. Um, fans, I can understand, and I truly do understand fans being frustrated and upset and having their own emotions about it. But what I will also say is this, taking to social media to at these guys and go after them and call them out, call them a quitter and, this, that's not the way to go about it. It's just, it's just not. It's just not a good look for anybody on either side. It, does, it accomplishes nothing. What fans need to do, hey, they made a business decision for themselves. Wish them the best and move on. All we need is all we got. That's the way I look at it, okay? All we need is all we got. If any player decides to opt out, or transfer, or do whatever. Hey, we're in the midst of a coaching change. A lot of turmoil, a lot of chaos. If a player decides, and this is me speaking as someone who, I was a college athlete, again, not on the level of South Carolina, but I was a college athlete, and my coach got fired after my freshman year. I know what it's like to be an athlete in the position they're in, as far as there's so much uncertainty. Heck, you don't even know if the next coach is going to want you. So, those guys have got to make the decisions that are best for them as individuals and as people, okay? And guys, especially like J.C. Horn and Ishmaquamu, have played some really good football for you, and I thank them for that. But again, all we got is all we need. That's my mentality on it. I'll wish whoever opts out and transfers the best, but I'm excited. Hey, all we need is 22. All we need is 22 to play. We'll find 22 guys who want to go out there and compete and fight and battle for the University of South Carolina, okay? We'll, we'll, we'll find them. I guarantee you we, we're going to have 22. 
that want to play, that want to be on the field for South Carolina, that want to play for the front of the jersey. So, again, it's not a slight at J.C., Izzy, Makia Scott, or R.J., or any of these guys. Not a slight at any of them. But they got to take care of them, and University of South Carolina has got to take care of us. So, you know, like I said, wish them the best, guys. I, I understand it's really, really frustrating. Hey, you can feel however you want. If you think they're quitters, if you think they're scumbags, that is totally your opinion. I don't hold it against them. They're making a business decision for themselves. That's totally fine. I, I don't hold any ill will. Best of luck. We'll be watching from afar. We'll be pulling for you. Hey, if you, but if you don't feel that way, that's totally fine. I would just say to fans, guys, that just – don't go out in the comments and on Twitter and Instagram and all, and just and, and be ripping the kids. Yeah, you know, it, it's just you know what I'm saying. Like nobody wins in that scenario. That's all I'm saying. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. It's just th- that this is the era of college football we're in, especially with 2020, with the opt outs and all. It, it's just with the transfer portal. It's just how college football goes, guys. It just it, it is what it is. And I would tell you this too, and it may hurt some some people's feelings and. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how you guys will take it, whatever. I don't know how maybe some fans would take it, but this should also show you guys most players, I would say the majority, don't love your school the way you do. These guys are using the University of South Carolina as an outlet to get themselves to the league. Okay. So for most of these guys, it's not forever to thee, it's forever to me. And again, that's that's not me calling any of these guys out or anything. That's just the reality, okay? That's just the reality. And again, nobody should hold that against them, but it's just the reality. So um, I, I think it'll be, you know, and I, and I think here's the thing, guys, the positive spin we should all be putting on this, and I said this on social media, but the positive spin we should be putting on this is this. You now have the opportunity, because listen, you were going to lose JC and Izzy after this year. You knew that. But now you have three games. Hey, we get to look at the young talent of the roster. Who are going to be the guys that are going to step up and fill in once these guys leave? You know, the Cam Smiths, the Shiloh Sanders, the Jalen Dickersons, the Darius Rushes, the, the Joey Hunters, the O'Donnell Fortunes. You know, those guys are going to have to play. I mean, they, they are. So I think, you know, on a positive note, those guys opting out right now gives South Carolina the opportunity to, you know, get a look at some new guys, get a look at some some fresh talent, and just see what they can do. You know, because again, you're going to have to start building to next year. You're not going to have JC and Izzy next year. You weren't going to have them either way. So, you know, I think of putting a positive spin on it. You know, one person's opt out is another's opportunity. It'll be fun to see some of these young guys play. Just just see what they want to do or see what they can do. But, you know, like I said, it's no ill will. It's no hard feelings. They're making a business decision that's best for them, and I totally respect it. But all we got is all we need. We'll find 22 that want to go out there and compete and fight and scratch and claw for the University of South Carolina and fight through this adversity. We'll, we'll find 22 guys. I don't care if it's 22 walk-ons, bro. If it's 22 that want to be out there, I'll ride with them. Win, lose, or draw, I'll ride with them all three games. I don't give a damn if we get killed every game or if we win all three. Give me 22 guys who want to go out there on the field and compete for the University of South Carolina. I'll ride with them. So, you know, it's crazy. I could just keep going on because we still got to get into the best bet and the SEC gambling picks, and there's just so much to get into. 
Um, so much is going on right now, guys. It's like I don't even know if I could talk about it all on the show um, because I know many of you have questions about things that have been said by former and current players on social media, and I will just really summarize it this way because I do want to address it. And I'm not going to pick out one particular tweet or one particular thing that's been going on. But the one thing I'll say is this. I think as these days go by, and the more and more I've seen at least, former and current players saying things, and the way things are going down, and, and you know, you saw J.C. Horn's brother going at people and saying things, you know, we can all sit back and say Will Muschamp was a likable guy and a nice guy and this and that. Look, none of us know him, first off. None of us know him behind closed doors. We just go off of what we see when he spoke to the media. Okay? Now, listen, I'm not saying he's not. I think he is a, I think he is a cool dude. I think he's a likable guy. But I think what you're also seeing, I don't think the culture was as great as some made it out to be. Just flat out. I could be totally wrong, could be totally missing the mark. But from some of the comments you've seen, you know, it truly does reiterate the point that DJ Swearinger made to me. The standard's been lost. The standard got lost somewhere. And I think you've seen that rear its ugly head. And, you know, again, what I'm about to say might, might piss some people off, and I, I really don't care. From everything I've seen... Again, I, I think the the cultural issues that existed are rearing their ugly head. And you know what stands out to me the most? Is that the culture under Will Muschamp was soft. It was really soft. Soft as a marshmallow, man. I mean, honestly. like From some of the things I've seen guys saying and woe is me and complaining. And again, I'm not calling out any individual specific guys. But when you've got a former wide receiver that has his name on the turnstiles going out of his way to blame Steve Spurrier in defense of Will Muschamp, and a, a, a timeless argument by some, but going out of his way to blame Steve Spurrier for Will Muschamp's current situation, you're soft, man. It just, it's, it's, and it goes, it just, again, it speaks volumes it speaks volumes about the culture behind closed doors and that's why again even more so I wanted to do this and talk about the top alumni and and guys getting those guys back in the building to to reset the standard because again it got it got lost somewhere it got lost flat out so again just wrapping this up I, I mean that's why another reason I think this next hire will be so important because you need to make sure you are peeling back the layers and finding the guy who is going to bring in the right mindset and is going to set the standard and the culture is going to be there. I don't give a damn how likable he is or how nice he is. Winning games is what matters. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying I want the guy to be a total scumbag, but hey, Steve Spurrier was a dick, right? He was a dick but he won and he got the most out of his guys. And those teams were hard nosed and they were tough and they were mentally tough. Would anybody look at South Carolina's team right now or the Will Muschamp era and say, yeah, that team was mentally tough. 
I wouldn't. Just look at social media. <laughs> Just look at social media, bro. Hey, now that they're gone, again, nothing but love for them, but call the facts a facts. J.C. Horn and Israel McQuamu, after every game on Twitter, name searching, looking for people talking about them. Mentally tough players don't do that. Mentally tough teams don't do that. So, you know, just call it for what it is. So, anyways, that's my take on it, man. I wish him nothing but the best. I hope JC, Izzy, RJ, Makia, Scott, if anybody else transfers or opt out, best of luck to you. Uh, you got, you're going to proceed. We're going to proceed. So, all we got is all we need. All right, let's move to the gambling stuff. Best bet for South Carolina. Missouri, guys, best bet for South Carolina, Missouri, and it's presented to you by our friends over at Yardware. Guys, today's show is brought to you by Yardware, which is a veteran-owned and operating company licensed by the University of South Carolina, selling must-have Carolina yard and wall signs. Guys, these signs are made of 12-gauge laser-cut steel, and they come in both garnet and black. Oh, by the way, another Gamecock-owned small business founded by the University of South Carolina alumni. Guys, football season's in full swing. Christmas is right around the corner, guys. This sign is awesome. The detail, the quality, really what stands out, and it's the perfect gift for any Gamecock fan, guys. You can order yours today at YardwareSigns.com. That is YardwareSigns.com. They're also on social media as well, at YardwareSigns. Again, guys, we're coming up on Christmas. You're going to Christmas parties. you got to buy somebody a gift, whatever, especially if they're a Gamecock fan. First things first, get one for yourself. But whether it's your uncle, your brother, your sister, your wife, your cousin – Anybody in your life, your friend, whoever it is, anybody in your life, this sign is a perfect gift for a man. A Gamecock fan must have this, dude. It's And it's not going to break the bank. Only $34.95, and you can put it anywhere. Your yard, your studio, your office, your man cave, your living room, dining room, bedroom. Obviously, I have mine in my studio. You guys see it all the time. I love it. I mean, I absolutely love this thing. So, again, that's Yardware Signs. Check them out on social media at Yardware Signs. You can order your sign today, YardwareSigns.com. That's YardwareSigns.com. All right, let's move to best bet. USC, Missouri. Missouri, a six-and-a-half point favorite over-under set at 54-and-a-half. So, this opened up as Mizzou, a four-point favorite. They now sit at six-and-a-half, which I think is to be expected with the coaching change, with the opt-outs, with the turmoil that is facing South Ghana right now. Um, you know, I take a look at this game and again, I'll be giving my prediction later in the week, but from the gambling side of things, you know, it, what type of South Carolina team shows up this weekend? You know, what type of energy does South Carolina play with? Um, what type of resolve, what type of motivation, what can Mike Bobo get out of this South Carolina team? You know, it sounds like to me, he's not going to be making any wholesale changes. We'll say offensively. I think Colin Hill still going to be your guy. I think the offensive identity is still going to look very much the same. And obviously on defense, you don't have J.C. Horn. You don't have Israel McQuamu. You don't have R.J. Roderick. Hell, you had to move Zaquandre White to safety because you lack secondary depth. Um, so you're hurting on the defensive side. You take a look at Eli Drinkwitz. He beat you last year with Appalachian State. Now he's at Mizzou. Um, I don't have a really good feel on the over-under in this game. But when it comes to the spread, you know, guys, when I look at this game, because Mizzou is not a world beater, by the way. They're, they're not some great team or whatever. They're kind of like South Carolina. But when I look at this game, I think the biggest question is, because a lot of times, here's the thing, a lot of these scenarios, the best team to bet on in these scenarios is the team with the interim head coach, believe it or not, because they play with resolve, they play with toughness, they play inspired and what have you. 
And I think you saw that from South Carolina in 2015 under Sean Elliott. I think you did. I mean, that's why South Carolina lost to Clemson by just five points. But I'll tell you, in this game, guys, I, I, I don't know that I see that. I, I'm not 100% sure, at least I have not convinced myself, that I see that type of resolve from these group of guys. So I, I'm, just, I'm just not sold on it that I'll see it. I think Mike Bobo and company will, will have a fairly good game plan in place. I, I would surely hope they're going to let it all hang out. They're going to take some shots. They're going to be aggressive. But I do think right now, when you just look at the matchup overall, especially for South Carolina defensively, you've given up 159 points over the last three weeks. I think Missouri minus six and a half. And again, this really isn't an indication of what my prediction is going to be because, hell, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to go with. But I think if you're gambling on this purely from the gambling perspective, Mizzou minus six and a half, is is the only play you can take. I think it's the only play you can take. So again, I've got Missouri minus six and a half. Eli Drinkwitz, I think he'll have a really, really good offensive game plan ready to go against South Carolina's depleted defense. And I think that's probably the reason you see Mizzou win this game by a touchdown. So again, I think Mizzou minus six and a half, Mizzou minus six and a half, the best bet for the game Saturday at Williams-Brice Stadium. All right, let's jump into SEC gambling picks, guys. My SEC gambling picks. And of course, when we're talking gambling, we've got to talk about our friends over at MyBookie. Guys, between the NFL, college football, all the sports, everything, there's no shortage of games to watch. And with thousands of lines available in all your favorite sports and events, you can turn your game day into payday with my bookie, guys. If you're the type of person that likes to back the big favorites, consider putting a couple in a parlay for a much bigger payout, guys. Not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting, but more importantly, they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real moneymaker. And of course, guys, don't forget the underdogs. They have a ton of value. You know, the thing about college football, NFL, whatever sports it is, the underdogs are never really dogs. Every team truly has a chance to win, and you do as well. Game spreads, championship futures, and player prop bets. It's never too late to get on the action and start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. Guys, you can sign up today at mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag. And when you do, use the promo code GAMECOCKS to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. So, guys, you go to mybookie.ag, put in promo code GAMECOCKS. You put in $1,000. They're going to match it dollar for dollar. You get a free play of $1,000, guys. It's a win-win scenario. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. Guys, again, that's promo code GAMECOCKS, promo code GAMECOCKS for you to claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, college football, NFL, all the major sports and more. Sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively at my bookie. Guys, like I said, SEC gambling picks. We went two and one last week. I know the under 70 in the South Carolina Ole Miss game may be the worst play of the year. <sighs> maybe, maybe the worst play of the year. And the whole reason I bet the under, though, I did not think South Carolina would explode offensively, but yet they proved me wrong. So two and one last week. We are now 21 and 22 overall. Guys, we got to get over 500 this week. We have to get over 500, and we're going to do it. And we're going to start in Nashville, Tennessee, where Florida takes on the Vanderbilt Commodores. Florida, a huge favorite in this one. 31.5-point favorite. Over-under set at 68.5, guys. Hammer the Gators, minus 31.5. I know it's a big spread. I know it's on the road, which I guess really doesn't matter. But I know the spread is massive. But the Heisman front runner plays for Florida. And Florida offensively 
is dynamic. They are deadly. They will have a field day against Vanderbilt. Hammer the Gators, minus 31.5. LSU at Arkansas, which this is crazy, by the way. I think they said last year LSU was like a 40-point favorite against Arkansas. Now this year, Arkansas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under said it's 65-and-a-half. Guys, I'm not touching the spread because I think LSU could come out motivating this one and beat Arkansas's ass. But the over 65 and a half points, points, and points, points will be scored in this football game. Give me the over 65 and a half. Kentucky at Alabama. Again, another big spread here. Bama, 30 and a half point favorite. Over under set at 57 and a half. Again, this is one where I don't know that I'm going to touch the spread in this one, but I love the total. Over 57 and a half. Mac Jones and that Bama offense will have a field day. Um, I think Kentucky will be able to do some nice things here and there, but Bama's going to run away with this one again. Are they going to cover? I don't know, but don't worry about it. Hammer the over in Bama, Kentucky. Tennessee at Auburn. Auburn, a 10.5-point favorite. Over-under set at 49.5. Guys, when you take a look at this game, it's crazy how far, by the way, Tennessee has fallen as a program. It's it's just nuts because you think to yourself for a second, Jeremy Pruitt's got to figure it out, and then they go into a complete tailspin. Meanwhile, Auburn... Gus Malzahn is also coaching for his job. I think in this battle, I like the Auburn Tigers on the Plains. I think they're going to cover the 10.5. I think Tennessee is just simply not a good football team. So give me Auburn minus 10.5. Finally, we go between the hedges. Mississippi State at Georgia. Georgia, a 24.5 point favorite over under set at 44.5, guys. Mike Leach is going to be a, a fairly decent coach, I think, in the SEC. But, man, they suck this year. Mississippi State is god-awful. Georgia will run away with this one. Georgia minus 24-and-a-half in Athens. I think Stetson Bennett and that crew, they get back on track offensively. They'll have a big field day. And, yeah, South Carolina's opponent literally next weekend. So, um, should be interesting. But, again, Georgia minus 24-and-a-half to me, an easy, easy play. So, again, going back down the list, we got Florida minus 31-and-a-half, the over 65-and-a-half in the LSU-Arkansas game, over 57-and-a-half in Kentucky and Bama, Auburn minus 10-and-a-half, and then Georgia minus 24-and-a-half. That is the SEC Gambling Picks, and that is the show, guys. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you so much again for this week. I know it's been crazy. Content overload the last 72 hours or so, but – we're loving it, man. I love it. I love it. And I appreciate you guys supporting as well. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll have a packed show, obviously, the rest of this week, uh, Thursday and Friday. Um, again, thank you for the love and support, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks so much.
Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.